Assalamu alaikum dear listeners and welcome to CIC's podcast channel. In this series, Sheikh Akram will explore the profound teachings of Imam Nawawi, one of the most revered Islamic scholars of our time. His collection of 40 hadith encompasses a treasure trove of guidance and timeless wisdom. So get ready to be inspired and motivated. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. So hadith number 29, Mu'ad ibn Jabar radiallahu narrates this hadith and many part of the hadith they have come in the, in the previous hadith anyway. To explain some of them, Mu'ad ibn Jabar says to the Prophet Allah, the Messenger, tell me an action which if I do, it can make me to enter into paradise and make me away from fire of hell. The Prophet said, oh Mu'ad, you have asked about a very big thing. No doubt, you know, it's the big thing that you, know, you do it and you come nearer to paradise and be far away from fire of hell. But it is easy for those on whom Allah makes easy. This is a nice manner really. Always refer every easiness to Allah Allah makes it easier for me. So the Allah's messenger said it is easy for those for whom Allah makes it easy. What is the thing that can make people enter paradise? Ta'abudullah, worship Allah That no doubt. Ibadah is the core of the religion. You know, the whole purpose of the religion is ibadah, to worship Allah Discussion and argument and talking and all those things, they are not the religion. Religion is you know your Lord, believe in Him, and then worship Him. Discussing about your, your Lord and thinking about, you know, and, and making arguments against or for something, this is not the religion. Religion is you believe in your Lord and then worship Him. La tushiku bashaya and don't make anything similar or equal to Allah Don't associate with Him anything in the ibadah. Ibadah for him alone. La ilaha illallah. Wa tuqimu salata. And as soon as the people you know, start worshipping, the first thing comes is the salah. Do the prayer properly. Wa tuqti zakata. And pay your zakat. Wa tasumu ramadana. And fast in the month of Ramadan. Wa tahujjul bayta. And you do hajj of the house of Allah SWT. Thumma qala. Then the Prophet said to him, Should I not tell you about the doors of the good. Those things, if you do, they make you to enter into all the goods. So should I not tell you about the doors of the good? As-sawmu jannatun. Faisal, if you can move it, you can, you know, hold, yeah, if you can. No, it, the, yeah. No, no. Yeah, to hold, yeah, more, 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 yeah. One more line. Yeah, that's one. From here, yeah. yeah. So then the Prophet says, Should I not tell you the doors of the good? Meaning, those things, if you do, they make you to enter into all the goods. They make all the goods easier for you. And one of the things, fasting is shield. Even people keep fasting, it stops them from any evil. You know, if you have any desire, very often people have some bad desires. The way is actually to control the desire is start fasting. Fasting is the most helpful thing for controlling the desire of the people. So as-sawmu junnatun, the fasting is shield. Actually, in one interesting there is story mentioned by Shibli Rahmanullah Ta'ala. You know, we have been talking about Sufism. So these are the early shiyukh of the sawf. No doubt they are very pious people and the people are the men of the knowledge and piety. One of them is Shibli Rahmanullah Ta'ala. Shibli says, once I was traveling in a kafila, in a caravan, and then Arab Bedouins, they attacked us. Very often in those days, Arab Bedouins, they used to attack and do the robbery and take everything from the, from the Akarman. So he said, Arab Bedouins, they attacked us and they took everything. So then I passed by them, by these Arab Bedouins, 
and I saw them, they are eating what they have taken from, from the people of the Qafila. They are eating their, their food. And I, see that their, I saw their leader, he was not eating. So I asked the leader, all these robbers, why you are not eating? All your friends are eating. He said, because I'm fasting. So I said to him, you, fa- you are fasting and do you robbery? You know, taking all the wealth of the people and do you fasting? So he said very nice thing. He said, فَقَالَ أَجْعَلُوا لِلسُّلْحِ مَوْضِعًا or Shibli, I want to make a place for reconciliation. You know, I want to do at least something so it can make it easier to reconnect me myself with Allah Taala. So I want to keep at least one place for sulh. So I'm doing robbery all the evil to at least do one good deed to which can make it easier for me in the future to be connected with my Lord. Then I make a place for the sulh. Then Shibli said, I, after a while, I saw him doing tawaf. So I said to him, what happened? He said, Ya Shibli, unzur. Oh Shibli, look at the fasting. How the fasting make, made my relation with my Lord so nicer. Fasting has helped me, now I'm coming for tawaf. So you can see how fasting helps. Even those people who are doing robbery, but the leader, he kept fasting, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided him, and until he comes for hajj and repents, and become repented. So no doubt actually, the fasting is the shield from the, from, from the sins. And charity, they put off the you know, mistakes and they remove them as the water, it puts off uh, uh, the fire. Sadaqa and charity. Uh, you know, somebody asking a question that I, you know, I want to remind us also. Whenever anybody dies, you know, one of our relatives, our father, anybody, you know, all the actions of the person of the death, they finish except three things. One of the things that remain for the person is any continuous action that he did. For example, if he gave a, made a charity, he built a madrasa, a mosque, so the reward will continue to him you know, even after the death, as long as those things remain. Second thing is that uh, you know, he does any, any uh, uh, people do any sadaqa on his behalf, that sadaqa he can reward for that. And the third thing is that he has got a, you know, a son who makes dua for him. So these things are sunnah. Whenever anybody dies, the dua that the son, dua of anybody is helpful for the person. Sadaqa, charity, they are helpful. And any sadaqa jariya, they are helpful uh, for, for the people. But the way people have made the sadaqa, it's very bad really. Very often what people do, they make certain types of the food on Friday or on Thursday one day and people get together and they eat them and this and that and somebody reads something and says, I have transferred the reward of all those things to the dead person. These things are actually bid'ah, they are having no proof in the Quran and Sunnah. You know, basically, you are corrupting the whole reward. You are spending so much money and there is no reward. The best thing is, if you want to make food, you know, get that money and give to the, some poor people on behalf of your father or mother or anybody, they will get reward. And if you want to make dua, come you know, in darkness of the night or after the prayer. When you pray for yourself, ask Allah to forgive your father or to, to raise his place in, in, in the paradise. But all those things that you are doing, khatm and all those reading, they basically never going to help anybody. They are not sadaqah. Sadaqah is to give the poor people in the name of Allah Taala, not to show people and not to eat from that. It should be purely for the poor people. And the prayer of the man in the mid of the night. In the darkness of the night, when nobody sees you, nobody is there, when people are busy with their own enjoyment, people enjoying the life, but you leave your bed, leave your wife, leave all your comfort, do wudu and come to nearer to your Lord and worship Him, that actually something actually is a big door for all good. And then Allah, the Messenger of Allah read, Tatajafa those people, you know, there are people, their sides of the body, they remain away from, from, from the sleep. They don't sleep. Uh, night, night, and they wake up. 
So this really is very important. Even in, in this country, sometimes really in the winter, it is so cold and people don't want to get up. Uh, in the summer, sometimes night is so short. Uh, you know, if it night is so short, like, you know, this is going to happen, so the ulama have got a solution for you. That, you know, if you think that you cannot get up and you are for tahajjud and late night prayer because the night is so short and fajr time starts so early. So the one way is basically for the night prayer, if you can do it uh, immediately after Aisha. So before you go for your bed, do your tahajjud, do your night prayer and then go to bed. So that will still, inshallah, we hope you get the reward of the night prayer. But do after Aisha. You pray Aisha prayer. Come to home or in the mosque, do your tahajjud prayer, night prayer, and then after the sleep, if you think you are not able to wake up in the late night. But anyway, don't, you know, don't miss these things. And especially the people who are learning uh, religion and studying the hadith and the fiqh, they should make habit that, you know, to do these night prayers because they are very, very helpful. You know, uh, Dr. Iqbal, you know, the poet of India, he is not a faqih or muhadith or something like that. And he spent some time in London. And, you know, but still he never missed the Hajjus prayer. He said in one of the poetic verses, Zamistani hawao mein gar chathi shamshir ki tezi na chhute mush se London mein bhi adabe sahar khezi. In those nights of London, which was actually the cold was so severe, like, you know, somebody, you know, biting with, with a sword. So that, that cold, cold nights, even in those cold nights, I never missed the manners of getting early, uh, late, late, late night. And to do the prayer of the Hajjud. See, a, a poet. He's not a muhaddith, he's not a faqih. And we people are learning hadith and fiqh, and we don't make this habit. So, you know, one should make real. And when no doubt, really, when people do the prayer, and especially in the night, there's nothing between them and their Lord. Nothing can stop them. You're talking with your Lord, ask Him whatever you want. And really, that makes you away from the sins. So, make this thing your habit. One of the poets in, our, in Arabic language, what is the night is nothing except basically a ride, a mount for the, for the lover. If your lover, night is actually your mount. You mount the, the night and you reach to your lover, your, your beloved Allah So night is not except like a camel or like a mount for the people who love Allah This is the field of competition. Here should compete. First make the competition. Tablughil and then you get your 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 desires. And then he said, shouldn't I tell you, you know, the head of the matter and the pillar of the matter and you know the and the highest uh, you know hump of, 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 of the of the matter means religion. I said, why not Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? So he said, Rasul Amr, the head of the matter of matter of Islam. That no doubt is submission to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Amudhu and the pillar of Islam is is a salah. Wadirwatu sanamhi and then the peak of the hump of of Islam is jihad. No doubt that brings honor uh, and power to Islam. And then say he said, shouldn't I tell you something which actually uh, controls all of that, which basically everything depends on that, which can make everything easier. I said, Allah's oh, Messenger, why not? So he held, held his tongue and he said, Kuffa alayka hadha, control your tongue. I said, Allah, oh, Messenger, are we going to be a question about what we speak? What we say? You know, thakila is like one abusive word in Arabic language, but because of it so much use, it become, you know, uh, people use, uh, you know, for, for, for young people, like, you know, uh, when you have, a, you love someone or like someone, so sometimes in those cases you say like that, they don't mean the meaning. So, means 
او معاد می یور مم لوز یو میننگ یو ڈائی اینڈ دین شی کرائز سو اٹ از ناٹ ویری گڈ تھنگ بٹ آر ایف ایکچولی یوز اٹ آؤٹ آف دا لو تو سم ٹائم دس لائک یو سین ان ایوری لینگویج دیر آر سرٹین یو نو دس تھنگ بیکم ویری کامن اف یو گو ٹو دا میننگ دا بیڈ میننگ بٹ پیپل اسٹارٹ یوزنگ دیم دے بیکم یو نو گڈ اینڈ یو نو دے ڈونٹ ہیو دا سیم میننگ سو دا پرسن بیکاز یو نو معاد بن جبل ہی از اے فقیر ہی شوڈ انڈرسٹینڈ دس تھنگ تو ایون ہی ڈی ناٹ نو دس تھنگ تو اللہ دا میسن سے معاد یو نو تو یو نو سے ثقلت کو مکا وَهَلْ يَكُبُّ النَّاسَ فِي النَّارِ عَلَى وُجُوهِهِمْ اَوْ قَالَ عَلَى مَنَاخِرِهِمْ إِلَّا حَسَائِدُ وَأَلْسَنَتِهِمْ What it throws people in the fire of hell on their faces or on their noses other than the harvest of their own tongue. What people say that what makes, you know, put them in the fire of hell. So no doubt really, you know, in the, in the, in the tongue actually is the, their real material. People should learn actually how to come to that. Why uh, I quoted earlier, Abdullah Masood said, مَا عَلَى الْأَرْضِ شَيْهُنَ There's nothing on the face of the earth which needs more you know, to be put in the prison than the tongue. And one of the two, Hukama and wise people of the Arab, Qus ibn Sa'ida and Akhtham ibn Saifi, these two people are considered among the most wise people among Arab, uh, Arab people. Qus ibn Sa'ida and Akhtham ibn Saifi. Once both of them met, the one of, of them said to the other one, Kam wajatta fibn adama min al-uyub. How many forts are in the son of Adam? How many forts human people have got? قَالَ هِيَ أَكْثَرُ مِنَ أَنْتُحْسَى He said, the forts of the people and the عيوب of the defects of the people, they're more than one can count them. وَالَّذِي أَحْصَيْتُهُ مِنْهَا ثَمَانِيَةُ آلَابِ What I counted actually is, there are 8,000, you know, 8,000 defects and forts in the human being. 8,000. وَوَجَدْتُ خَصْلَةً إِنْ اِسْتَعْمَلَهَا سَاتَرَ الْعُيُوبَ كُلَّهَا But I founded, found one minor, one thing, one character. If people keep that one, it will cover all the youth, all the force. One thing. He said, what is that? قَالَ حِفَظُ الْلِسَانِ فَسَّمْتُ سَلَامًا If people control their tongue, it can cover their, all their faults. You know, Ayat Shaykh Saadi Rahmanullah said, تَا مَرْدَ سُخَنَّ گُفْتَا بَاشَدْ عَيْبُ هُنْرَشْ نَهُفْتَا بَاشَدْ As long as the man does not express anything, does not say anything, then all his faults, they remain hidden. When people speak, then the, all the faults and all the defects, they can be known to the people. It's actually one of the important hadiths. And you know, it is from Tirmidhi. And Imam Tirmidhi says, Hassan Sahih, that's why uh, Imam Nawir, Rahmanullah, he has mentioned this one. But this hadith actually has got uh, illa, uh, hidden problem. So if you want, you can write it down. It will help you. Imam Tirmidhi has mentioned this hadith in his uh, sunan with this chain of narration. Ma'amar an Asim ibn Abi Najud and Abi Wail and Mu'ad ibn Jabal. That is a chain of narration that Imam Tirmidhi had. Imam Tir Can you lift a little bit more? You know, the one line is missing. One line is missing. Yeah. Maybe you, know, you don't make space here. You know, just, just remove the space. Okay, that's fine. So Imam Tirmidhi had mentioned this hadith from the Isna'af of Ma'amar, from Asim ibn Abi Najud, from Abu Wail, from Mu'ad ibn Jabal. And, you know, he says Sahih. But the thing basically is, this is not of uh, Imam Tirmidhi has got more than one problem. It does not really make it uh, so authentic. Asim ibn Abi Najud, he is the famous Qari. You know, now we have the Quran from the Qira'ah of Hafs, Rawaiah of Hafs from Asim. That is Asim. So he's a reliable person. And he narrates from Abu, Mu Abu, Mu Abu Wail, who narrates from Mu'ad ibn Jabal. This hadith has got few problems. One problem is that in this is not Ma'amar. Ma'amar is one of the Imam and a very strong person, person in narrating hadith. But only problem is when Ma'amar narrates hadith from the people of Iraq, 
then his hadith are not so sound. Because when Ma'amar received the knowledge, when he was in Iraq, he didn't have his, his you know, notebook or writing thing, and you know, he forgot many, many things. So his hadith, when he, while he was in Iraq, they have got many, many problems. That's why people like Bukhari Muslim, they never narrate any hadith of Ma'amar when he narrates from the people of Iraq. And Asim is from Kufa. So one problem is Ma'amar's narration from Asim, it does not make it hadith sahih. Second problem in this hadith is that Abu Wail Rahimullah Ta'ala, who is from Kufa, a kind to Muhaddithin, he never had got any hearing of any hadith from Mu'adh ibn Jabbar They never met, it never happened. The proof basically is that Abu, Abu Wail's narration from Mu'adh ibn Jabal is not really based on hearing. So there must be a link missing. So there are two problems. And the third problem actually is bigger than that. Third problem is that another person who narrates the same hadith and he is Hamad bin Salama, the Imam of people of Basra. He narrates Hamad nar Hamad bin Salama from Asim ibn Abi Najud. And after Asim, he mentioned Shahr ibn Haushab. He does not have Abu Wail. Shahr ibn Haushab. And Shahr ibn Haushab is not so reliable. And Imam Darqutni said, the second isnad, it is more likely. He said, Wahuwa ashbahu bis sawab. The second one is more likely. If the second one is more likely, then again hadith cannot be sahih. So remember these two problems, uh, you know, uh, because three problems in this hadith. And then this hadith got also many other ways. And uh, Muhaddathin say all of them are weak. For Mu'adh and Jabbar this hadith never has got any sound way. To Imam Tirmidhi judgment hadith sahih, that's why Imam uh, Nawi has got this. But a kind to the creators of the hadith, this hadith as I mentioned, it has got these few problems and it cannot really describe as being sahih. Is it clear for everybody? الحديث الثلاثون عن أبي ثعلبة الخشنية خشنية جرثوم بن ناشر رضي الله تعالى عنه عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن الله تعالى فرض فرائدة فلا تضيعوها وحد حدودا فلا تعتدوها وحرم أشياء فلا تنتهكوها وسكت عن أشياء رحمة لكم غير نسيان فلا تبحثوا عنها حديث حسن رواه الدار قطني إنه this one of the hadiths I mentioned in the beginning that uh, so I mentioned the beginning that Imam Tirmidhi has got, you know, Nawi has got these seven hadiths uh, which are not sahih, they are hasan. So this hadith number 30 actually is one of them. And uh, this hadith again has got, uh, if I don't want to write everything, but it will take a lot of time. But if you can write yourself a note, uh, you know, this hadith has got a problem. Problem is uh, that this hadith is narrated in by Dar Qutani from this Sahabi Sahabi Abu Thalaba Al-Khushani Jurthum Ibn Nashir his student in this hadith is Imam Makhul Makhul Al-Shami Rahimullah Ta'ala he narrates hadith from Abu Thalaba this hadith has got two problems this hadith which narrated by Makhul from Abu Thalaba this hadith has got two problems one of them is that Makhul's hearing of hadith from Abu Thalaba is never affirmed, it never proven. People of the hadith, they don't have proof, basically they, they have proof that uh, Makhul never had heard any hadith from Abu Thalaba. If Makhul did not hear hadith from Abu Thalaba, then basically be between Makhul and Abu Thalaba, there is a the missing link. So this is one of the problems of this hadith. The hadith is narrated by Makhul from Abu Thalaba and according to the people of the hadith, Makhul did not hear hadith from Abu Thalaba. And the second thing is, 
that people have different narrations of this hadith are there. One of the narration is that as you see here, this hadith Abu Salaba narrates from the Prophet But there are many people who narrate this hadith from Abu Salaba, but in those versions, the name of the Prophet is not there. Meaning is hadith is mawkuf. Is it clear? So the second problem in this hadith is that the two versions of the hadith. One version of the hadith makes the hadith marfu, meaning is word of the Prophet and second version makes hadith as mawkuf, meaning it saying of Abu Salaba, not the Prophet And Imam Darqutni said, the second one is more likely. The second one is more likely that, uh, you know, it... no, no, just, 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 no, no, uh, uh, yeah, actually the third problem. So, okay, first problem was that Makhul, he did not hear hadith from Abu Salaba. And the second problem is that some people say this hadith is Mawkuf and Salaba. And the third thing is some people even make this hadith as saying of Makhul himself. So no Abu Salaba is mentioned and, no, and even the Prophet They say it is from Makhul. And Imam Darqutni said more likely this hadith is marfu. Imam Darqutni said more likely the hadith is marfu. Yani word of the Prophet So there are three differences. Some people make it word of the Prophet some people make it word of Abu Salaba and some people make this hadith as the word of Makhul. And Imam Darqutani, who is one of the great critics, he said it is more likely it is word of the Prophet So that's why that's why the Imam now he has mentioned is. But we keep that in mind that Makhul did not hear this hadith from Abu Salaba radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So that problem still remains there. The meaning of the hadith is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made faraid. Like Ramadan, fasting of Ramadan, the prayer and Hajj and all those things. Then people should not neglect those faraid. They should do properly. Allah has made limits. You know, then don't exceed the limit of Allah SWT. Whatever has been made haram, just keep them. And Allah SWT has forbidden things, so don't break his command of the forbidden things. وَسَكَتَ عَنَا شِيَاءَ رَحْمَةً لَكُمْ غَيْرَ نِسْيَانٍ And he has, you know, did not say about certain things because, you know, he offered mercy upon you, not because he forgot about those things. فَلَا تَبْحَثُوهَا So don't ask question about those things. Because, you know, if you ask question, so the ruling can be tougher and tougher for you. So no doubt, this is more about the time of the Prophet ﷺ. Because in that time, if people ask question, it could be the something because of asking, you are asking question, it can be made tougher for the people. But for the later generation, you know, it is not a possibility, the people still can ask question. But keep in mind, questions are only allowed when people actually want to get the knowledge, we want to, when people don't know something, they want to understand it. But if people ask question for the sake of asking question or to show or to pretend, <coughs> then it is not allowed. Or to humiliate an alim scholar, then it is not allowed. People should ask only question for the sake of the knowledge, for increase the knowledge, if they have ignorance, they can ask question for, for that purpose. And I just read you know, what one of the Imam Abu Qasim said about this hadith. This hadith is one of the important foundation of the religion. Anybody who follows this hadith, he, has, he will get all the reward. And he will be safe from the punishment. Because the one who 
Because somebody who does all the faraid and avoids all the maharim and stops you know, at the limits of Allah ta'ala and does not ask about those things which Allah did not, did not tell, then this person has received all the fadl. Because all the sharia, all Islam basically is within these, uh, these things. So that's why this hadith is very, very important. We hope you enjoyed this episode. To help us create more content like this and more, please consider supporting us by donating whatever you can. Please visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and click the donate button. Jazakallahu khairan.